You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me. But, I mean, this is like our 87th episode, and you should know that by now. But before we get the show started, I have I have to rant for a brief moment. Um, it's been freezing in L.A. lately. This morning, it was in the 30s, and I know most people think that the 30s is nothing, but in L.A., 60 is freezing, so 30 is practically death for me. Not feeling it. Not, not, not my vibe. I've been wearing too many coats and scarves and sweaters and long socks, and and I, I don't, I don't appreciate it. That's why I, I live here in LA. I've pretty much been living on coffee and tequila to keep me warm, which might not be the healthiest, but that's okay. Because today I'm going to chat with today's guest about that. He he knows a thing or two about the cold and about fitness. Um, so I'm definitely probably going to get schooled by him in a minute. But first, uh, nothing goes better with coffee or tequila or both than my book, When Life Hands You Lemons, Throw Them at People, which if you order it this week is only $2.99 on Amazon Kindle, yo. You can, of course, buy the paperback. But if you're trying to save a dollar, this is the week to buy it. When Life Hands You Lemons, Throw Them at People on Amazon right now, $2.99. Go order it. And now, the man, the myth... The hunk from the Timber Creek bunk I have today for you, celebrity trainer, outdoor fitness guru, and star of Bravo's series, Timber Creek Lodge. Please welcome Mr. Mark Milburn. (laughs) Wow, that's a hell of an intro, Zach. Thank you for that. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing well. I guess uh, I'm doing well. I guess it's not as cold up here. I'm in Vancouver right now, and it's actually pretty nice out walking around in a t-shirt. Is it? What, well, what's nice for you? Because, like, nice for me is, like, 75. Yeah, I mean, above freezing is nice for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we start every show with a, a segment called Hashtag Trending. It's where I literally pull a hashtag off of Twitter that's trending at the moment, and I throw it at you to give me your best tweet, Okay. Okay, so right now, hashtag trending, I have hashtag national compliment day. So can you throw me your best one-liner that you would tweet, your best compliment that you could throw out there if you were trying to hit on someone right now? Um, <laughs> uh, you're no Zach, but you'll do just fine. Hashtag national compliment day. Oh, I love it. That's it. Everyone's going to be tweeting you asking for your number. Okay, I want to start off with a couple of icebreakers before we get into Timber Creek Lodge or um, or your uh, your gym catalyst. Sure. So first, um, what's one word your mom would use to describe you? It's a run-on word, but let's use pain in the ass. Pain in the ass. Why? She, um, do you drive her a bit nuts? I think I drive both my parents nuts. My biggest thing in life is I've, um, I look at life as like an op- a giant golden egg of opportunity. And so with that being said, that means finding focus in life has been a challenge. And so for them, they're probably just looking at me going, sooner or later, hopefully he finds focus and settles down and figures out what he wants to do. But yeah, so that would be my run on sentence for that one. I love it. Okay. Uh, give me a fun fact. What's one thing people wouldn't expect about you? Um, that I love to dance. Really? Yes. I picked up dancing with, uh, I've always wanted to dance. I think growing up as an athlete, I always admired dancing, but it just wasn't something that I was kind of, um, 
I never had the opportunity to do it. And then when I moved to Vancouver two years ago, I just decided one day I'm going to go to a dance class. And I went and I loved it. And I've loved it ever since. And I go two to three days a week with a friend of mine. And it's honestly one of the best workouts I can do. And I, I love it so much. Any any preference on dance? Are we doing hip hop or Zumba or what's what's your vibe? <laughs> I really I enjoy hip hop. Again, it's okay. all based on the instructor. But I am very interested in trying uh, street jazz. Like you guys Ooh. have an amazing instructor down in, in LA that once one day when I'm good enough, I'd love to go do Hamilton Evans class in, at Millennium. So. Yeah, I try. I think I took like three hip hop dancing classes, and like after the third one, I was like, I have no rhythm. This is not. This is not for me. I have other talents elsewhere. <laughs> it's, honestly, I was just so nervous the first day I went in there, and I remember standing in the back of the class hiding, and it was peaches and cream, and I was like, okay, I can get into this, you know. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, I was at the front of the class, and then at the end, they're like, okay, we want three people to perform, and somehow I did ask to put my hand up, and there were three of us just dancing, and I was like, I can't believe I just did this. Like, what am I? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was so bad, and I just remember, I'm like, okay, well, the last step is get somebody to film it, and if I'm ever going to do this again, I'm going to post it on Instagram, and I did, and I was like, oh, my God, the world now knows I'm <laughs> the worst dancer, and I've gone back ever since, so. I love it, owning your vulnerability. Okay. Definitely the lesson I learned being on that reality show. So yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this next question is very, um, I think it's very telling about a person. What is your drink of choice? Uh, I would say a decaf Americano. I don't really drink alcohol except for when I'm on a show. No alcohol (laughs) or caffeine? I quit caffeine about six years ago when I started Uh, racing um, for track cycling because it was about the only legal drug we were allowed to take. So uh if it's not in your system, it has a much better impact. Ah. So I cut it. And then once I quit it, all of a sudden I was like loving life. I wasn't like crashing into coffee in the afternoon. But if it was alcohol on the question, I drink a Negroni. It's one of my... If I was going to drink alcohol, it's a Negroni. Okay. Uh, Most embarrassing moment that you learned the most from? most embarrassing moment that I learned the most from honestly I would have to say that probably the like that dance class to be honest I just learned the most about being vulnerable in that situation but it's something that I put 27 years of hiding from and then I did it so I like it okay and last icebreaker if you had to date a Kardashian which one would it be I love that question because I can I, I only know one Kardashian <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, I don't have really many options there, do I? <laughs> so, Kim, I would guess, but I don't okay. know the other ones. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're, you have some steep competition with Kanye, but okay. It's a fair answer. We'll, All right. We'll put him in nature and see what happens. Okay. Now I need to talk to you about this explosive finale of Timber Creek Lodge. I mean, so much has gone on this season. I, I, I think I stumbled upon it maybe on the third episode of the season, and I was just instantly hooked. So for people that aren't familiar with the show, it's based off of um, Timber Creek Lodge, which is based out in Fan- Vancouver, correct? Sorry, say that, you say that one more time? Uh, the, the lodge is based in Vancouver? It's based in Whistler. So oh, it's Whistler. just north of Vancouver, like okay. about an hour and 35 minutes north. And so the show is on Bravo, and it, it revolves around um, the staff that works at the Lodge and kind of the, yeah. the drama and the, the new guests that come in and out. Exactly, exactly. And it's, 
Yeah, that pretty much sums it up perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> so when they came to you with this idea, were you all gung-ho about it from the start, or was it something you were a little, you and the team were a little skeptical about? I I knew my whole life that I was addicted to adventure, and so I wanted to work in adventure tourism because I wanted to share my passion for adventuring with people. So right. when this opportunity was presented to me to get this dream job of being in charge of hosting outdoor adventure and, and teaching people new experiences and kind of being the expert in it. I jumped on it. And then when it's like, Oh, it's a reality show. I was like, that's fine. Like I'm doing my <laughs> dream job. Like, I mean, it's, for me, it's, I get to showcase who I am and, and how much I love nature and adventure and health and fitness. And yeah, the, the reality, the filming aspect of it really was just a byproduct of me getting to do my, my dream job. So you actually, so that was your real job at the lodge before the show even came about? Uh, it was a job, they kind of did it simultaneously. So okay. I was working in adventure tourism in Europe with kids teaching outdoor education. And so this was my dream. This is, I was doing it there. And then I got this opportunity to do it here with Gibbons. Nice. And you, I mean, fitness and, and uh, like outdoors, you're, you're a very outdoorsy person. Is that kind of what your gym is, is focused on in terms of the workouts that you do there at Catalyst? Uh, I would say so. Our, the big difference between my gym and a lot of other ones is our focus on education. And okay. our goal isn't to get you, you know, sure, you uh, you can have abs and great glutes and all that stuff. But our focus is to build confident people through their ability to move their body. And so then that way, they go out and then they will hopefully adventure. So a great example is I have a 50-year-old lady who came to me after three kids. She's a, de- she's a doctor. And within three years, she is now on a three-year sabbatical, and she's out. She just climbed the Annapurna Trail, which is a trail in, uh, just around Everest. She's gone on. A, she started mountain biking, climbing. So that's kind of what we want to do. Is we, our focus is developing confidence in who you are and the way you move, so that you can go out and explore and have fun. So, is this something that you are always interested in? Is kind of just staying fit and active and and being outdoorsy? Yeah, a hundred percent. I. I grew. I'm an only child, so I grew up in the and I grew up in the country. So the only other way to keep myself preoccupied was to watch TV, and I just never enjoyed television. So, uh, <laughs> Who knew you'd I one day end up on it? Exactly. I think that was probably you avoided eventually get drawn to it. So, I, I yeah, I just kind of jumped headfirst into it, and it became this thing. And then at the age of 13, I had this dream: I want to own a gym. And you know, uh, nine years later, I did it. And all of a sudden, I was like, okay, now I'm going to have two. And so a couple of years later, I opened a second one. And it's been this roller coaster ride. I will not say owning a gym is an easy job. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely say that the interactions that I've had with people have been so insanely rewarding that that is where the payoff in owning a gym comes from. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, now talk to me about, so was the show what you expected it to be or or was there because i mean you, have you seen shows on bravo before like they have like housewives and vanderpump rules and there's there's typically a lot of drama yeah i mean i didn't think it was going to be i'd be naive to say that it, i didn't expect it but no i definitely knew that it was going to take a lot of me just being vulnerable to make good television. <laughs> yeah. I knew that I knew that if I was just nice the nice guy all the time, I would disappear into the background and I figured I should just speak my mind and be authentic and put my heart on my sleeve and see what happens. And it was a huge test on all three of those things. 
And based on how people have responded, it sounds like they're enjoying it. And they loved it. And yeah, and, I think and, I think what you did. I mean, not only the guests that stayed at the lodge. Um, you didn't only leave a, a positive impact on them, but I think there was like a, a charming, endearing uh, personality that that really touched, you know, all of us, all of us viewers as well. You know, the no, there, there was a, a little charm that that uh, accented the abs. Uh, well, I mean, I kind of based if people liked me or not off Twitter, and <laughs> after the first two weeks, I was like, oh my god, the whole world hates me. Twitter's then, awful. <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden, they started. To see that, much like myself, I went in there saying, I know what I'm doing and I'm going to control the situation. And then I also softened and I let myself become more vulnerable and open. And I watched on the show and on Twitter as I started to develop, you know, fans or people that could associate with situations I'd been in. When I exposed, you know, my sexual assault that happened to me when I was younger, people came. I got messages from people being like, thank you so much for, for speaking about that, for coming out about that. And, I, you know that's amazing. Like that's the feedback feedback I get. So, so how, yeah, I have to say that in and of itself was a big, uh, revelation for you to make on TV. How, cause I only, because I'm, I'm reading this book right now, it's called daring greatly. And it talks about vulnerability and it talks about shame and it kind of talks about the, um, how shame is something that guys really struggle with. And when they have an experience like sexual assault, it, you know, they tend to kind of push it down and not not really want to address it and kind of just hold on to it and how that's really damaging um, to yourself personally, uh, both physically and emotionally. So what kind of, I mean, what gave you the courage to actually speak out about it on, on TV? I, I guess it's something that I've never, I never held on to it as deeply as some do. I, okay. When, when, I, when that situation happened to me when I was 18, I just, um, I just kind of, I kind of recognized how I got into it. I was vulnerable. I was, I was 18. I was naive. I went into, I just believed everyone was honest and pure and good. And I still Mm -hmm. do, but I just kind of let, I put myself into a situation and I exposed myself and then that happened. And I took it as, this is a lesson that I can learn from, that I don't need to, that I can't be naive, that I need to take care of myself and look out for myself. And that as part of being a human being, there's this innate animal inside of us that sometimes comes out that we, we can't control. And I don't believe that anybody is out to do sincere bad and destroy mm-hmm. you, but I believe that people are out to do good, but sometimes that animal takes over. And I think that's that's how I've been able to deal with it. And I mean, I can't look at anybody as a horrible person, but I believe that people can do bad because they lose control of themselves. Okay. That's a really interesting perspective. I think that that definitely takes away a lot of the cynicism in the world, or at least mm-hmm. that perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to bring up the political situation in the United States, but more or less like... Oh I don't God, want to who be isn't led, talking about I, it? Please. I, I don't want to be led by hatred and Absolutely. I don't want to hate anyone else. And so if I let hatred storm up inside of me, the world's going to take over. And I don't want to let that negative world take over me. So Absolutely. And I just want to throw a real quick shout out to everybody that, that participated in the Women's March over the weekend. I went to the one in LA and it was just such an incredible experience. There were 
thousands of people, 750,000 in LA, 500 in New York. Like it was one of the biggest national marches ever. And there were marches internationally. And that's the way, you know, we have to, to conquer the hate and get over the bigotry by just spreading a lot of love. So please keep going and, and, and doing your thing, everybody spread the love. Speaking of, of, of love, Mark, I need to talk to you about this Jenna situation. Okay, let's do it. So what, uh, talk to me, like what went down? The finale was, was pretty intense. So talk to me. So you guys were broken up or you were on a break or what? Like, start with that. Um, what, yeah, what was the status of the relationship at the, mo- at the current state? So, I mean, technically I would say going into the final episode, Jenna and I, after the Texas Institute, Institute Texas incident and everything, we just been pushed so far apart. Okay. And it really, it really sucked, and I was hurt, and I felt, I felt betrayed. But she also didn't understand. Okay. She didn't, she, she didn't understand her feelings for me, and so, I um, yeah, I guess I was at that moment in time. You see me say like, I think this is over, and she goes, It's been over for four days, and I was like, Thanks. Like, okay, well, that hurts, <laughs> and you know, I was trying up until the last minute to make it work, and then just. In that situation, the final episode with Sean, the girl, it was yeah. one of those things where I was getting reciprocated attention. So it was nice to get someone who actually cared. And whatever her vendetta was, it was. But it was nice just to get that attention and to be somebody who was like, I don't I don't judge you on these things. I don't care about those things. And I just want to hang out with you, be with you, whatever. Yeah. And I also, I didn't act as my kind person all the time, but I also was like, screw Jenna. Like, forget this. Like, Somebody I cared about was so willing to just walk away from me. Right. And and that kind of exposes that inner demon, let's say, and it led to what happened. And so, the thing that's... Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Um, and what I was going to say is, like, the benefit of sometimes is you only learn from pain. Right. And you learn deep lessons from pain. And so, you know, I learned how much the next day, like, wow, I, my feelings for this person are true and authentic. And she learned the same thing. And... I mean, I, I wish it wasn't that way, but sometimes it takes pain to learn. So do you regret sleeping with Sean? Uh, I don't at all. And the reason I say that is because had I never had that experience, I don't know if Jenna and I would have ever related again. I don't okay. think we would have ever had that depth. So, What's your I, current status with both Sean and Jenna? Um, Sean and I... I mean, we spoke every so often, just check in, saying hi, like nothing beyond kindness and appreciation. Hey, boo. And then Jenna, Jenna and I actually dated for six months after the show. Really? Yeah. Um, I was in Europe, and then I came back. I was working in Europe. I came back, and I flew down there every two weeks, and we gave it a go. And then we just, as we were outside the show, we got to learn more about each other, and we got to learn that we, you know, we really... She's a really kind, sweet person, but we just wanted different things in our lives at different times. And I respect her so much. She is an amazing employee at the job that she has. She's dedicated to it. She just wants to be the most incredible mother. And for me, it was, I want to focus on my career and my opportunities. And I'm a couple of years away from having kids. I can't fault anyone for that. Yeah. Are you still working at Timber Creek Lodge? Uh, as of right now, I'm not. I've been actually doing PR and publicity for the show all over the place. So I was <laughs> in New York. Um, so right now, I'm not. I'm working on a fitness project with a company called Ten Adventures, 
which I'm really excited about, which is launching soon. And I'm mm-hmm. just kind of waiting to hear what's going on with the launch. I know it's up there. So nice. Um, so I have to ask you, what is going on with Stasi? <laughs> Nothing is happening with Stasi. We had a we had a cool hangout. I learned a Nothing lot. Nothing at her all. My no, heart no. is broken. <laughs> we it was really cool meeting her. She has so much wisdom and is very driven, and I think that is so cool. And it, I had a great night. We hung out and talked to her, her mom, Sheena. Um, I just talked for like until like three, four in the morning and just had learned a lot from them. And, you know, I live in Vancouver, she lives in LA and I just, like I said, just went yeah. through that relationship. So I'm not going to go through that again. Yeah. And then also I'm actually, uh, I'm dating a really cool girl right now that is super adventurous and, and, and is challenging me in many ways. So, nice. um, we've kind of been off and on for a bit, but now it's, it feels pretty good. So hopefully it's on. <laughs> good. Good. So, is have you seen Vanderpump Rules? Have you watched the I show have, before? Yeah. Okay, so did Stassi in person differ from Stassi on camera? Did she shock you? It sounds like she may have shocked you in like a a, a more pleasant way. Oh, a hundred percent. When I was actually at the lodge, I'd never seen or heard of the show. Okay, and Jenna actually made me watch an episode, so I did, and I was like, "Oh, smokes!" And so when I <laughs> met Stassi and Sheena, they were so kind. When I met them at Watch What Happens Live, and just really I understand where who they are and what they're doing in their show they're speaking their minds they're being true to themselves but at the same time when you get them in a social setting with someone new right uh, they were so kind and they were so open and what's even crazier is how incredibly kind and open they are to their fans so I, I really learned a lot from them and I've, I applaud them on their success they highly deserve success that's very sweet. So are LA girls and Canada girls, are they a little, how different are they? Um, I feel, cool. I feel like I mean, LA really, girls are a little more pretentious and, and Canadians I mean, have, have a sweeter. I don't know. I mean, we have pretentious up here too. I guess the biggest <laughs> difference is honestly, it's the nature that you've been brought up in and That's that you true. want to be surrounded or challenged by. So there are girls. I have a friend who's in LA that's probably more hardcore than half the people up here. She's on American Ninja Warrior and she's number two climber in the United States and she's pretty awesome. And, you know, so I think it's just the nature where you are. I don't believe that there's a difference. Like I, we're so, we're such close neighbors, right? Canada and the States are so close. Right. If you live in LA and I live in a country bumpkin town, we're going to be different. <laughs> so that's true. What's one takeaway you want people to leave the show with? I'm going to actually give you two, if that's cool. Yeah, the first go for one, it. The first one is, is that every single person on that show is truly a beautiful soul and a really great person. And even if you hated someone or disagreed with someone or something about they, what they said, there's always more to the story than you see. And they're never, not one of those people is ill-intentioned or mean. And then the other thing is, everything that you see on that show, no one told us what to do. No one scripted anything. We did we put our hearts on our sleeves and we were vulnerable and we just said, let's go with the flow and have fun. And we were really lucky. Our production team was at laissez fair. And, and I guess what you see is what you get. Like, yeah. No one told me to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so who is your favorite on the cast? I mean, my favorite is, is definitely Nikita, but that's because we've been friends for so long and yeah. she's like my sister and looks out for me. And she is, she knows, fun. 
She is fun. She's a if you're on the wrong side of her, she's a nightmare. <laughs> if you're on the right side of her, she's the best friend you'll yeah. ever have. She's fun to watch. She's very sassy. She is sassy and she's smart. Like she knows she how is. to speak. <laughs> so now that now that Timber Creek Lodge is over, what what's going on? What's next? Like I said, I'm working with a really cool company out of Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and it's um it's called Ten Hikes right now, but it's evolving to Ten Adventures. And what we're going to be doing is showcasing all these major adventures in every different region around the world. And so I kind of get to travel around and and highlight these adventures, which is really an exciting dream job. And then I'm working on a big. Um, I'm kind of working on my fitness side of things. So if, if I got to do a cool event with Health Magazine in New York and nice. share my fitness with that. And so now I'm working on some projects with Men's Fitness, Men's Health, and and Health and Preventative Magazine. So just kind of sharing my passion for health and wellness and my passion for adventure. I love it. What's your best fitness tip? My best fitness tip? It, don't do it if it's not fun. Okay. I'm into that. <laughs> how do I, is that, is that how I get my abs? Honestly, it, it, I mean, for abs, it's don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink that much. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, the biggest thing is my, my three biggest tips for fitness are the same. Eat fat. That's good for you. So many I people lo- are so yeah. scared of it. I, I've done, I've noticed in the past year, maybe year and a half, I've added, um, like healthy fats into my diet a lot more, a lot more, uh, cooking with avocado oil. I mean, uh, with coconut oil and eating avocado and nuts. And I've noticed my body is just naturally a lot more, um, toned and, and yeah. slimmer. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. So that's one of them. Number two is train with intensity. So don't go to the gym and just stand there curling five pound weights. It doesn't matter what you do, do it with intensity, right? Go a hundred percent or don't go at all. In my opinion. Do and you like hit training? Yeah, I do. I love it. I mean, honestly, I love all types of training okay. as long as it, as long as you're going with intention. I, when you just go into a studio just to waste time and your body's going to say the same thing. I'll just waste your time. <laughs> and then my last big tip is, is it has to be fun. If you're not having fun, you're never going to succeed in fitness. That's true. That's very true. Okay, last question. What advice would you give to yourself at age 20? So if you could go back to 20-year-old Mark, you know, right right on the cusp of entering adulthood, right before you tackle it into your 20s, what advice would you give yourself or to, to other listeners out there right now? Oh, that's a beautiful question. I I would look at myself in the eyes and I would say, you're at a point in your life where if you just could focus on one thing, you would succeed. And whether that's going to the Olympics, which was my dream or to my businesses, like if you just focus on one thing and focus on every single day, just taking one little step forward towards your end goal, you'll get there. And instead of always looking for that big bounding step to try and get ahead, um, that's what my advice would be. God, Mark, you're just such a nice guy. Is there ever, there's not like a, a, a douchebag side of you that comes out every once in a while? I, I mean, episode one and two, I was a pretty big <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> no, I think, when, I mean, especially in this conversation, I think even when you started to let your guard down on the show, people really got a chance to, to really relate to you. And I appreciate your candor and your vulnerability both on the show and, and, and in this interview. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it as well, and I'm glad that you enjoyed it, and I'm I'm really happy that other people enjoyed it, and you know, it's the season two if it's on the if it's on the docket. <laughs> so, where can people go if they want to learn more about any upcoming projects that you have, or about your Catalyst Gym? Um, where where can people follow you at? 
So uh, on my Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, it's all Mark P. Milburn. And my gym is CatalystWaterfront.com. And then the big company I'm working with now is called Ten Hikes, the number 10 and then Hikes. And uh, we'll be launching some new stuff. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll learn all about it from there. All right. Go follow Mark on Instagram. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Um, if you haven't seen Timber Creek Live, you can still go on bravo.com right now and watch the show. Um, definitely go and follow Mark on Instagram and on Twitter. And, you know, stay on the lookout for what he's got going on next. Don't forget to download your Kindle copy of When Life Hands You Lemons, Throw Them at People. Or again, you can always buy the paperback if you're ever so inclined. Um, you can follow me at Just Plain Zach across all social media platforms. And don't forget to subscribe to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter every Wednesday on iTunes. Oh, and also, if you want to order that Suja Juice Cleanse, you can still do it. The promo is good until... January 31st. Just click on the link in the description below and use code JUICEGOALS. I'm going to go grab my jacket and my scarf because it is freezing and I will let you enjoy the rest of your week. Bye.